Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. That's right. I'm back. It's Josh, your host. Fusion Fantasy Football is back. It's been a while, guys. Hope you all were winning your leagues. Hope the players uh, we talked about way back before week 12 in next week tonight helped you out. And I hope you're enjoying watching uh, these great playoff games uh, in the NFL. And we've got Super Bowl coming up. And I finally had it in me to do a podcast. So sorry for disappearing. But uh, I have always said I kind of do this for me. And the excitement and the energy wasn't there. And so I didn't do it. Um if somebody wants to pay me to do this, I will find that energy. Uh, that, that will give me plenty of energy. Until then, I do it when I feel like it. So, uh, hey, if you miss me, great. You can listen now. Um, we're going to talk about Super Bowl really quick, but I'm not really like an NFL analyst. I'm going to try and do some more small episodes in this offseason, working our way to the rookie and rookie drafts, but I'm not there yet. I'm not with all the Debbie people. I'm not a college football guy. I take some time and absorb everything, put all the pieces together. And then hopefully I bring to you a fully integrated synthesized kind of viewpoint with a lot of information from a lot of different perspectives. I bring it to you a little later in the game. So if you've got early startups, early rookie drafts, I might not be able to help you as much in time for those things, but I definitely have things ready to go by the time uh, we have the NFL draft and then ready to go right after the NFL draft. In fact, even faster than a lot of other people because I do my evaluation on team landing spot for at least for running backs before the NFL draft so that I don't have all the baggage and bias of, uh, you know, just in the moment bias of excitement over a player in a situation. And I try to look at things objectively ahead of time so I can plug things straight in as soon as we know their draft capital and boom, there you go. There's your ranks. However, this year probably going to change a little bit of process here and there. I've really liked my ranks before the NFL draft a lot more than after after the season was done. And this year wasn't that much different. So we're going to be getting into all those things, but we're not. I'm not done with 2021 because I learn a lot about process, how I did things uh, well, how I did them poorly, what can we learn, trends in the league, players, all those things. I think there's a lot to still digest from the 2021 season, especially since it's the first real normal season. And even then it wasn't entirely normal, but mostly normal season that we've had in two years. So there's some things, some trends that I want to evaluate uh, that we weren't sure about 2020, if if 2020 was just weird or if this was a real trend. So there's a lot of things we still have to evaluate. So bear with me. I hope that you can listen and pick up on some of the things we're figuring out in the process. And I'm going to start out here with a bunch of episodes talking about my fails, plain and simple. There's a lot to learn from your mistakes. Some of the mistakes, you're just wrong in the result 
but there's nothing really to learn there going forward. But some of them, there's going to be mistakes and things we can learn. So I'm going to have shorter episodes talking about a few different players at a time, um, fails. And then, of course, we will absolutely talk about the successes, but not so much as a victory lap. But I've, I've talked about this past years. We, we spend too much time just enjoying being right. And I think we do need to dig into how and why we were right, because it's important conceivably more important than even your your failures learning from your failures is learning why you were right and if you can do it again because when we're wrong okay that's great we're not going to do that again but we still have to hypothesize and come up with a new plan and then do it and then see if it works well that's a whole year you know behind the successes the successes we've already put something into place and we've already seen it worked Maybe, maybe not. We need to evaluate that if it did work and if it will continue working. And I think we too often are just happy that we got it right and we don't dig into the why. Or very often we're happy that we got it right, but really it was just a little bit of luck in the same way we had some takes that were bad luck that we were wrong about that there's nothing to take away from. So that's what we're going to be digging into. Again, I'm going to try and do shorter and more episodes i hope everybody enjoys it uh super bowl i do think the rams are winning this thing not just because i want them to i hope uh matthew stafford kind of gets that off his chest i think it's what he needs to get in the hall of fame i've liked him as a player and what i've seen from him in detroit and how really he was so wasted there for so many years so i would really like to see him you know Joe Burrow is going to get his shot. This team, this those offensive weapons, they're going to get their shot. But I'd like to see Stafford while he's there and not playing my Patriots, right? The Rams, I'll, I'll allow the Rams to win a Super Bowl now that they're not playing my Patriots. It's okay now. I'll root for them. And um, that's mostly just Stafford. So, all right. Enough about Super Bowl. Um, I, I, I'm not going to try talking about lines and points. I, I think it's probably going to be a... a Two-possession win by the Rams. 27-17 maybe, let's say. I don't know what the line is at. I should have done research. Oh, well. I was too worried about thinking about uh, what I did wrong with my running back. So let's let's talk really quick about how running backs finished and how I had running backs projected. Um, so if we just go to, of course, every year I have my singularity, which is all of my projections and then this year i added a whole bunch of new features including even a a draft assistant um, a couple different ways of, of seeing my rankings either from an adp beater perspective or just a a draft guide perspective lots of things in here lots of information and let's talk about my running backs now i had alvin kamara right up there with christian mccaffrey dalvin cook Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley as RB6, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, James Taylor, Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Derek Henry, and I'm going to slip in running back 13, Antonio Gibson. Again, those are my projections. I said it quick. It's not important. We'll get back to it. So the biggest one I wanted to talk about today in this episode is one I did not even list because he wasn't in my top 12 or even 13, but 
he finished the year as the RB3. That's right, it's Austin Eckler. And I have been a huge supporter of Austin Eckler. I still, to this day, argue um, that I was higher on Austin Eckler and had him projected for more points than anyone else. Um, his his kind of breakout year when L. Melvin Gordon had the holdout, right? I already knew he was good before that season. I already liked him, and I kind of put my money in, uh, put my chips in, and said I think he's going to be he's going to be great. That was 2019, and I I've offered money for anyone who can produce a, a higher projection preseason projection for him. Uh, haven't found anybody I had as my running back 14, which sounds uh, low because he finished, I think, like six or something that year. Um, a crazy amount of, of targets, receiving yards, right? But he didn't always have the touchdowns. He did have eight receiving touchdowns, but he only had three rushing touchdowns that 2019 year, breakout year, starter, all of that. Okay, so I'm a little unhappy with myself that I was not continuing to lead the charge on Austin Eckler because I've always thought he is a fantastic player. Um, I don't know. When I do my projections, I kind of do the team and it sorts itself out. So these were raw, you know, stat projections. I think in actual draft um, rank, I had him higher than this. I would have to double check. But the point being, I was still, I was still wrong. So what happened? Why was I wrong? Did I even say he was running back three? No, he was running back two. Running back two, guys. Man. Big part of how that happened was 20 touchdowns. Okay. And 12 of them were rushing touchdowns. That's that's how many? Nine more than any other season he's had. More than his entire career combined before this season um that's a lot of touchdowns for anybody but i don't know if that's going to continue i don't think he's going to have 20 next year but i don't think he's going to have like six or seven i think he's still going to be playing well he is getting older he's going to be 27 season this upcoming year um so i still love him where did i go wrong again I did not anticipate him being uh, used to the extent he was on the ground. Was that because he was just was able to stay, for the most part, stay healthy, so they just kept feeding him? I think so. Was it maybe because of the failures of the other running backs? I do think that is part of it. However, we saw when Eckler was hurt, Justin Jackson came in and played very well. Now, Justin Jackson also gets hurt all the time, too. But he did play well when he was given the opportunity. So we can't just say that the other guys weren't good. I think Eckler was just better, and the team knew it, and the team was fighting for. Uh, they were kind of in that position fighting for playoffs as well, which is a great place to have a team that you have you have players, fantasy players on it because you know that they're trying hard. Um, so that's a great thing to have. So it was a great position. He was scoring the touchdowns. That's that. Uh, I had him too low in his overall opportunity share on the team, or especially rushing share. I had only projected him for 30% of the rushing work 
he actually got 50%. So that's a sizable amount. Uh, that speaks to, uh, that's really a lot of where I went wrong, to be honest, right there. I'm pulling it up again right here. I switched things over. Okay, so we're going to look at this. Yeah, I only had him for 77 targets and 62 receptions. He did, he did even more than that. So he was even more involved in the receiving game than I thought, but uh, uh, not too far off there. Really where I went wrong is I only had him for 140 rush attempts, and he had 206. And and that's it. And that's the extra 300 yards. Um, and then, of course, all the touchdowns that come along with that added opportunity on the ground, especially in the in the red zone, on the goal line. And he produced. So good for him. Uh, I do think he'll continue to be a RB1, as in top 12 uh, in the league. In Dynasty, I would be willing to trade him high at this point. Uh, but you really need to be getting something good back, unless the rest of the te your team is just bad. Uh, I did have a team like that, and unfortunately I was not able to move him. So at this point, we'll see. I might be able to move him, but... In Dynasty, I would probably hold on to him, get some work, and see how my season looking, and then try to trade him in the middle of the next season if uh, I'm not contending. Otherwise, he's going to help you you win next year as well. In redraft, he's going to be right in there in the top six running backs. He should be, um, he should absolutely be. Learn your lesson. Uh, I know everyone's going to say he just stayed healthy. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you stay healthy and you're a running back. You put up an RB2 season. So that's where I went wrong was underestimating how much work he could get. And I think we need to remember that um, for any of these kind of running backs that we think aren't going to get the work we want them to get. Two things we need to remember. First of all, there's not comparatively... There's not as many true workhorse running backs to begin with. The guy, the Derrick Henrys, um, are just not out there as much, and so we're we're dealing with a smaller total amount of workload across the board for all the running backs. So when we say he's going to be getting starter workload, that workload is already down from what it was in you know years, a decade past, but relative. To the other starting running backs and RB1s, we need to understand that some of these backs we don't necessarily think are going to be getting that kind of workload. They can and they do get that kind of workload because that workload, again, is not as much as we're thinking it is. It's a lot, but 200 rush attempts is not actually a ton. There are plenty of teams in the past that had a, a second running back with 200 rush attempts. So when I say Austin Eckler had 206 rush attempts, that's not a ton. It's still more than I thought he'd get, and that was the mistake. That was the mistake. And I'm thinking of players around the league that are maybe a little bit smaller. We think of them as being more pass-catching, and we need to allow ourselves to think of them being used as a lead running back without putting a false... Uh, percentages in our head of what that means. So I'm going to think about a guy like Michael Carter, who I liked. He was okay, but I wasn't super excited about him, but he showed a lot. And I think he's somebody who can get that kind of Austin Eckler level workload. That offense can improve next year. 
and he can be getting the workload he was getting at the end of the season, but for the entire season. So he's somebody that I'm going to have to remember this lesson when I'm doing his projections. Um, that That's the only kind of example I'm going to give. I didn't think of a whole lot more, but that is the lesson we need to learn is that running back ones do not get the kind of workload they were getting a decade ago. And that means different types of running backs are able to be running back ones. Am I am I making sense when I say that? The, the workload that Austin Eckler got was not crazy. Most running backs like Austin Eckler, their kind of size and skill, um, their, their profile, are capable of doing what Austin Eckler did. Now, not the efficiency, maybe not, not all the touchdowns. He is excellent, especially as a receiver. But I'm saying on the as far as being involved in the rush game, there's lots of running backs that are capable of doing it. So try to keep it concise. Hope that made sense. Hope the lesson was clear there. I'm going to try to even write these down. Maybe I'll put something on the website, fusionffb.com. It's looking pretty empty right now because there's not been much on there. But you can always go back and find my old projections, the old singularities. Those are my projection packages. Uh, if you want to go back and laugh at me, I I have three years worth going back now. 2019, 2020, and 2021. You can go back. You can see, uh, you know, is this guy's just been, has he always been this bad? <laughs> you know, you can go look it up. It's all on there. Try to remain transparent. And then... Anything new will be going up there, uh, including, of course, these shows. I'm back, guys. Uh, I, I plan on sticking around. I was not planning on leaving entirely. I was just kind of recuperating and gathering my thoughts, and I finally was ready to share. I have a lot of things I want to talk about beyond um, what I've already mentioned is is coming. I, I've also come to the conclusion, you know, this thing's not going to become big. I'm going to just talk about whatever I want and maybe even be a little bit more free about it. Um, I've always been pretty open. Uh, I always try and invite people on to debate. Uh, you hopefully all know that my fake football fights, we will always have more of those. Hopefully I have one or two of those already even kind of tentatively lined up. We'll see if they still, the people I talked to in December, like still are on that hill or if they've moved off of it. I think one of them has actually already moved off of it, but he might have a, a second who's willing to step in for him. So we've got a couple different topics. If there's ever anything I say ever, if you're just thinking, I'm just a lowly, you know, listener, I don't know how to podcast. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. If, if you think you've got arguments, you've got observations, you've got anything, come to me, whether you want to write, whether you want to come on the podcast and debate me, I don't care what it is. Engage with me. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at FusionFFB. You can, of course, find the website FusionFFB.com and Gmail account for email is FusionFFB at Gmail.com. Welcome back, everybody. Have fun watching the Super Bowl. Stay safe. Uh, be safe. Make good decisions. And I'll see you guys before long on the next episode. I'm going to be recording even a bunch of these kind of get out ahead of it. Uh, on topics that, you know, things aren't going to be changing just next week. And uh, hopefully get a little bit of a backlog here and put them out more often than just once a week. 
I'm getting used to the mic again, so hope I was clear. Hope I made sense. All right, guys. See you next time.